Welcome to Everyone Loved It But Me. My name is Lisa Hedger. I am your host. This is the podcast where we analyze super beloved books and offer up unique perspectives. Today's show is is going to be a fun show because we are celebrating Band Book Week of 2023, which runs this week. It's October 1st through 7th of 2023. And we're going to talk about what it means to be a banned book. We're going to talk about how that kind of happens with challenges. I'm going to share some pretty alarming statistics, and then I'll share what we can all do to try to prevent books from being banned. And I'm also going to share the 10 most challenged and or banned books of 2022. So the most popular books that have been challenged or banned for 2022. Now on to the show. All right, before I jump into the show, I just want to thank you for listening and let you know that this is a one woman podcast. I write and produce everything here in my home in central Ohio. If you can share this episode on social media, if you can show people that you're listening to it, if you can tell a friend or neighbor, that would really help me. I would really appreciate that. This is a passion project of mine and one way to really show that it is a passion project. I've actually discovered the the band book topic is is very, very important to me. And when I track my episodes, I've actually discovered that these episodes, for whatever reason, don't get quite as many listeners as those that are focused on, on the really, really popular books. But I feel super, super passionate about this topic. I think it's something that we need to get involved in. I find this increased level of of book banning and protests and and challenges to be really alarming and terrifying. And that's why I think it's so important to have some episodes and and talk about this. The first thing I want to do in today's episode is talk a little bit about the Banned Book Week and the American Library Association and kind of what they do. Then I'll share some statistics, then some things about what we can do as avid readers, and then I'll follow up with the 10 most banned books in 2022. The American Library Association, they have said we condemn censorship. And that group is fighting for every person's First Amendment and to ensure that all readers have access to to all books. They compile this list of the top 10 most challenged books and they take the time to say, hey, we are going to compile the data and have this week that is this week right now in October to really focus on what it means to be a challenged book or a banned book. So they say, because many book challenges are not reported to the ALA, American Library Association, or covered by the press, the top 10 most challenged books and the 2022 data compiled by the American Library Association represent only a snapshot of book challenges. So A challenge to a book could be resolved in favor of retaining the book in the collection, or it can result in a book being 
restricted or withdrawn from the library. In most cases, you know, anyone can challenge a book, right? For any reason. And we've seen this. So people can challenge books that they have never even read. And I want to state that again. People can challenge books that they've never even read. Okay. So just, just imagine that. Imagine like protesting or challenging something that you never even read. Like that is, that's unfathomable to me, but that happens all of the time. So that, that is what the ALA, the American Library Association does. And that is why they have this particular week where we're focused on trying to educate people about banned books. And the reason that this is getting such attention and I'm trying to give it attention is because the numbers are alarming. So now I'm going to give you some of those statistics, I promise. The American Library Association, their Office for Intellectual Freedom, documented 1,269 demands to censor library books and resources in 2022. That's the highest number of attempted book bans since the American Library Association began compiling data about censorship in libraries more than 20 years ago. And here's a quote from Deborah Caldwell Stone, who's the director of the American Library Association's Office for Intellectual Freedom. Deborah says, this is a dangerous time for readers and the public servants who provide access to reading materials. Readers, particularly students, are losing access to critical information and librarians and teachers are under attack for doing their jobs. And the ALA goes on to say, basically, Banned Books Week celebrates the freedom to read, spotlights current and historical attempts to censor books in libraries and schools. And as I had mentioned that they documented, as I had said, 1,269 demands to censor library books and resources in 2022, as we said, highest number of attempted book bans since they began collaborating and compiling that data 20 years ago. And the unparalleled number of reported book challenges in 2022 nearly doubles the 729 book challenges reported in 2021. And when you look at those those two years of of the record number of titles, targeted for censorship. Most were about LBGTQIA persons, Black, Indigenous, and people of color. So this week's theme for Banned Books Week 2023 is Let Freedom Ring. And the ALA says, when we ban books, we're closing off readers to people, places, and perspectives. But when we stand up for stories, we unleash the power that lies inside every book. We liberate the array of voices that need to be heard and the scenes that need to be seen. Let freedom ring. So that that is going on to this, like I said, that is this week's particular theme. And I do want to share a couple of more statistics because the ALA has some preliminary data for 2023 for this year. So from this is, you know, hot off the presses. So from January 1st to August 31st, 
between January and August 31st, there have been 695 attempts to censor library materials and services and documented challenges to 1,915 unique titles. This is already a 20% increase from the same reporting period in 2022, which saw the highest number of book challenges since the ALA began reporting data, as I had just said. And then as we're looking at titles challenged between January 1st and August 31st, attempt to censor books during this period were 531 for books. Total titles challenged in those attempts are 3,923. So a challenge, as I said, that's where somebody sends an email, somebody reaches out to a library and anyone at any time can, can make a challenge. And that can result in access being retained, restricted, or revoked. I know it's a little confusing, but I could say, hey, there's this book that's in the children's section and I don't think it should be there. So that's a challenge. And so then the library could say, oh, okay, Lisa Hedger, we think you have a good point. We think maybe it should be moved to a different section. Or they can say, nope, here's why we still think it should be in that particular section. And that's where it gets very, very dicey. You have a lot of young adult books that were written as young adult books that have been challenged and or removed from young adult libraries. And that that's just something to, to keep in mind. So this is, it's very sobering information and, and sobering news because essentially what's happening is each year, each month, we're getting more and more books that are being challenged and or banned and being removed from potential readers. Teachers are feeling more pressure all across the country. These are really difficult times right now to to be a librarian, to be a teacher. And as I was saying, I feel like we really need, need to support them. And that's why I wanted to talk about how can we get involved, right? What, what can we do? It's banned book week. What can we do? American Library Association has some suggestions. You know, obviously they said stay informed. If you hear of a challenge at your local library, support your librarian, reach out to them, you know, encourage them to to continue making those books available. I will tell you, I have done that. I have sent an email. There have been times where people on, you know, your local XYZ Facebook page or your local social media page, everyone gets up in arms. Oh my goodness, there's this book and I can't believe it's, it's, you know, available in in this section. I, I have seen that happen. And then instead of getting into the fray of the social media posts, right? I know that's easy to do that, to, to start making comments on social media. I feel like that's a bit of waste of your time. Take those five minutes that you would spend, you know, retorting back on social media and send that directly to your library board members or your library director. It's really easy to find. Send a polite and direct email to them. Again, I don't think it's worth it too much to spend a lot of time on the social media posts because that can be 
that can just get crazy. At least our, our social media posts can. I find it's better to send a direct email to my library board president, to my library director, and just say, hey, here are my concerns. And here's why I think this, this book needs to be available. Another suggestion is to attend a Band Books Week program. So check it out. I, I know there's all sorts of programs happening this week. So that's something. And, and then they also add, obviously, you can listen. If you can't attend an actual live event, I know there's a lot of webinars. So you can certainly attend one of those. You can also organize your own Band Books Week program. So you can, you know, think outside the book when brainstorming ideas. That's, that's a great suggestion. There are all sorts, and I will include websites and links that provide a lot of information as well. You can certainly participate in the stand for the band virtual readout. Um, you know, here's a good one. This is a good suggestion, right? A letter to a favorite band or challenged author. Unfortunately, at this point, it's most authors, but you know, there's so many authors whose books have been banned or challenged. I know that they would love to hear from you. They would love to, to hear what you have to say. And th this next suggestion, this isn't per se on the list. This is going to be something that, that I think is important. We're in October now. Next month, many of us have elections. Many of us have school board members on the ballot. I suggest you send that kind of polite and direct email to the candidates for school board and ask where they stand. What is their position about banning books? And, and you can even give up a, you can offer up a specific example. In my local school district, our high school English literature teachers have an assignment, I think they've done for quite some time, where they encourage students to, you know, read one banned book and analyze it and talk about, you know, why, why do you think this book was banned? What are some of the themes and try to analyze and really come up with answers about, do you think this book should have been banned or protest, right? And, and who could have benefited from reading this book? And I think I love this assignment. I love the idea of this. And unfortunately, it just kind of hit social media recently with many people saying, oh my goodness, this assignment is encouraging students to, you know, only read books of such sexual content. And you can imagine that it became this very, very inflamed topic of conversation without the proper context. And really, students could actually choose from hundreds of banned books. I, I love this concept. I love this idea. If you're a teacher and you teach literature in, in high school, I think this would, be, this would be a fabulous way to celebrate banned book week, right? Give, give your kids, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of books that they can choose from and have them analyze and have them come up with their own idea. And, and in our case, because these books are obviously controversial, you know, these are 17 year olds who are, who are reading these books, but certainly the parents signed off as well. So I can understand that. And, you know, when we talk about banned books, not Every book that has been banned is, that doesn't mean it's like a perfect book, but it could be perfect for one person, could be perfect for someone. And we want that person who needs it 
to, to have the access. So, so that's another idea, as I was saying, send emails to, to your candidates for school board and for teachers. So, so can suggest having a, a type of program or assignment or project where the students can investigate and research uh, some of these banned books themselves. Now, of course, these are, like I said, older students, you know, probably juniors who can choose, you know, maybe one book that they'd be interested in reading and, and analyze it. A couple more ideas, a couple more suggestions that I want to offer up from the, from the ALA. You know, they're talking about things like I'm Michael Severs, the writer, producer, and creator of The Silver King's War, a podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Stanley L. Silverfield, a first lieutenant in the United States Army Air Corps from Birmingham, Alabama, rode in the nose, the greenhouse of the famed Martin Marauder. You can find The Silver King's War wherever you listen to podcasts. proclaim banned books week at your local library certainly to have a proclamation that's something most libraries you know would need to do on their own I, I know not everybody can just like show up and do that you can like purchase some banned books week material I always I want to have the shirt that says you know I read I'm with the band b-a-n-n-e-d I keep hinting that at my family members that I that I do want want to have a shirt like that I think that would be excellent another suggestion was the one you know write a letter to the editor perhaps of your local newspaper and the big one is like spreading the word communicating and, you know, posting some of these statistics as you can on social media. As I said, speaking out, I think it's really important to show your support, like I said, to the administrators, to the librarians, you know, they're on the front lines, to the teachers, to the library board members, to the school board members, you know, to those folks that are in the decision-making process, because I think that they're hearing from a lot of, you know, anxious parents and they, you know, again, they're hearing from people who have not read these books. And that's, you know, it's funny because that's actually not on this list, but I would say to support Banned Book Week, and I think I've said this numerous times, read a banned book, read a new banned book, and then come up with your own opinion, right? Going back to that, that English literature assignment I said that, that appears to be sometimes controversial, you know, read, choose one banned book yourself and read it and see what you think. I think that's one of the best things. So now I'm going to talk about the 10 most banned books of 2022. So these are the ones that had the most formal challenges. That means they were challenged and or banned. That means it could have been completely removed from a library. They could have been removed from a certain section, made it more difficult for readers to access these books. Number one on this list, I believe it was number one for 2021, is Gender Queer. And this is a memoir by Maya, M-A-I-A, 
Kababi, K-O-B-A-B-E. And I will include links to all of these in the show notes as well. This was challenge for LBGTQIA content. And it was it claimed to be sexually explicit. And there were 151 challenges of gender queer. The number two most challenged book is All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. There were 86 challenges. This one's challenge for LBGTQIA content also claimed to be sexually explicit. And that is number two, All Boys Aren't Blue. Number three... This is certainly deemed as as a classic, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. There were 73 challenges, challenge for depiction of sexual abuse and claim to be sexually explicit. Number four is Flamer by Mike Curato, C-U-R-A-T-O. There were 62 challenges. And this one was challenged for LBGTQIA content and claimed to be sexually explicit. A tie at number five, we have Looking for Alaska by John Green. There were 55 challenges. And this one has been challenged for LGBTQIA content and claimed to be sexually explicit as well. The next on our list, as I said, number five was a tie. So the next number five is The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Shbosky, C-H-B-O-S-K-Y. 55 challenges in 2022. This one is challenged for depictions of sexual abuse, LBGTQIA content, drug use, profanity, and claim to be sexually explicit. And then we jump actually to number seven, which is Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison, E-V-I-S-O-N. 54 challenges, challenge for LBGTQIA content, claimed to be sexually explicit. Number eight is the absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian by Sherman Alexie, A-L-E-X-I-E. This one's challenge for profanity and claimed to be sexually explicit. Number nine is Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez. This one's challenged for depictions of abuse and claimed to be sexually explicit. Number 10, we have another tie. <laughs> A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass, M-A-A-S. 48 challenges. This one's challenged to be sexually explicit. And the number 10, another, actually, this is, you guys, this is a three-part tie. So the second part is Crank by Ellen Hopkins. This is one I actually hadn't heard of. This one had 48 challenges. This one's challenged for drug use and claimed to be sexually explicit. And, oh my gosh, I did not realize how many. I think we have a four-point tie for, for number 10. Uh, the next one is Me and Earl and the Dying Girl by Jesse Andrews, 48 challenges. So all of these have had 48 challenges. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl by Jesse Andrews, 48 challenges for profanity and claim to be sexually explicit. The last number 10, also 48 challenges, is This Book is Gay by Juno Dawson. 48 challenges, challenge for LBGTQIA content, providing a sexual education, claim to be sexually explicit. So those are our top 10 that were the most 
challenge in 2022. And I'll also include a link in the show notes of the 2021 list. There's just a couple of books I see that are not. The Hate You Give was listed in 2021 by Angie Thomas and Beyond Magenta, Transgender Teens Speak Out. That was another one. But several of these, like in the 2021 list, Gender Queer was number one. Lawn Boy was also on there. All Boys Aren't Blue, Out of Darkness. So there's the Absolutely True Diary of Part-Time Indian was on that list. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl also on the list. The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison on the list. And This Boy is Gay. So you can see there's a lot of similarities from the 2021 list to the 2022 list. And I think we will continue to see that in 2023 as well, right? So I think we're seeing a lot of common, similar named books. We're seeing a lot of the same names. So that that's where we stand. So I hope that you take this information, that we all take this information and think, is there one thing that I can do? And sometimes that one thing doesn't take that much time. Like I said, sending that email to that library board president, to that librarian, to that English literature teacher, school board member. I mean, you can just kind of type it up in five minutes. It can be short and sweet, polite and direct and, you know, two paragraphs and just expressing your support of offering up literature for for people to read. So I, I think that's just something that we should, that's my goal for, for this week. One of my goals, and I also have a goal, I always want to read an additional band book. So that is something that I want to do. I want to let you know how much I appreciate you as listeners. And thank you, of course, for listening to the show. And if you've got thoughts on a band book, right, let, let me know. And I've discussed some banned books on Everyone Loved It But Me. I remember Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. That's one that when I did that research, I was stunned because I discovered that Judy Bloom had actually given copies of Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret to her own kiddo's principal. And he basically just you know, put them in the closet, like just banned them himself, did not make them available. And I thought that was, was pretty outrageous. We we have that happening today. So if you've got that, everyone loved it, but me book, you'd like to see me discuss, reach out to me and thoughts on banned books, right? I love to hear from listeners. I love to hear what you're thinking. And I would love to analyze some of these books as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to to listen to the show. You can find me on the website, everyoneloveditbutme.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, now it's X, LinkedIn, Instagram at Lisa Hedger, H-E-D-G-E-R, or Everyone Loved It But Me. I hope that you have a lovely day. And most importantly, I hope that you get time to read today. 